Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Blues, joined by my fellow co-host, David Bierman. David, how are you? Good, good. Another good uh, Sunday of football. Your team, the Eagles won. My team, the Dolphins won. It's always a good day when you beat the New England Patriots. Always a good day. Yeah, we both got uh, wins over uh, division rivals today. Um, yours has been more of a sweet victory because they gave you so much pain over the years. My team has struggled against commanders in recent years, but 2-0 and against them this year and another uh, another win in the win column, which is nice at uh, 7-1. But um, let's get into the Monday night football game to wrap up this week. The Lions are coming off uh, – We'll just call it a terrible game, uncharacteristic, losing 38-6 to last week against the Baltimore Ravens. But if there was any type of bounce-back spot for them, it would be at home, indoors, against a really bad Raiders team. The Lions are yeah, seven. I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is a perfect bounce-back spot for them. I mean, you chalk up losses a loss. You're not going to go 17-0. and You're going to lose a couple of games here and there. Uh, their only other loss was earlier this season, and it was, you know, in o- overtime to Seattle. Uh, they had played the best – basically, they looked like the best team in football since then. So, chalk it up to a loss. They all count the same. They lost to a very good Ravens team, and now you're facing a really bad Raiders team. Raiders team that hasn't scored more than 21 points all year. Uh, I, I do – we'll get into the picks, but I do like the Lions here. Yeah, um, just to tease some of our content up for this game at pfmbetting.com. We have our picks article with picks from myself, David, and uh, PFM fantasy and betting analyst Kyle Sapi. We have Kyle's same game parlay and of our player props. And as David just mentioned, he's on the Lions. I'm on the Lions as well. They're giving seven and a half points. Line has come down a little bit, and there's juice on the uh, spread for the Raiders right now, which would be interesting. I guess something that has to do with uh, uncertainty around Amon Ross St. Brown, who popped up on the injury report today with an illness, but... I'm expecting that he's going to play. At the same time, we, it's too early to know at the moment. But even if he doesn't play, that wouldn't scare me off from taking the Lions here. Like you mentioned, every team has these bad losses. and I'm not going to read too much into it. Their other losses season had to come in overtime in a game that they probably should have won. And they're still one of the best teams in football. Meanwhile, this Raiders team is a lot worse than what their record shows. Currently, at, for DVOA rankings, they're 30th in all of football. That's even worse than the Cardinals, the Bears, Packers. The only teams that were better than going to this week are the Giants and the Panthers. And the Panthers did get their first win today. Giants couldn't even get a net passing yard. But um, from looking at the other um, markets here, the total 46 and a half. Jimmy G will be back for the Raiders under center. Is there any thoughts you have on the total for this one? No, I'm going to stay away from the total. I would lean a little bit towards the over because of the Lions offense, but this is a Raiders team that has not scored more than 21 points all season long. So I'm actually going to look at, you talk about totals, I'm going to isolate the Raiders team total here. I've had a lot of success this past week with team say, totals yeah. hit, hitting two of the three. Uh, and the only one I lost was Atlanta, who scored a late touchdown to, to mess that one up, but easily hit the Giants, easily hit the Steelers. I don't see the Raiders scoring more than 18 and a half, so I'd rather play the under there than any of the game totals. As far as the game itself, if it keeps creeping down, I'm going to grab it at seven. If it gets as low as seven, you can even buy it for 25 to 30 cents down the seven if that's what you want to do. This was at eight and a half the other day, and uh, if you read the column on pfnbetting.com, I did take a Ravens-Lions teaser through the key numbers of seven and three. Ravens in the house are ready with their win against Arizona. And then this Lions team would, would be able to clinch the 
teaser for me. Obviously, you can't bet the teaser today unless you want to tag it to something next week. Uh, but I think the Lions are a really good teaser opportunity there from seven and a half. And if you had it earlier in the week at eight and a half, all the way through the two key numbers. So our totals, just kind of looking at the Raiders team total under because that's kind of the kick I've been on. No good quarterback means no points. Yeah, I think you make a right call there if you're going to take it under to isolate their team total under because this Rams, not Rams, sorry, this Lions offense at home, they could put up so many points that if the Raiders, even they're getting blown out, they had a backdoor touchdown late in a game that could push over the total, but not necessarily their team total. So I definitely agree with you there. We don't know the end of the result for the Bears-Chargers game in the moment, but that's why I did the Bears team total under instead of the game total under. And as of recording right now, there's 31 points at halftime. So that seems like the right move there. Now, let's get into player props. My favorite one for this game, Kyle Sapi beat me to it. But at the same time, if he's on a player prop, that's a good sign if I like one as well. I trust his instinct, not only from a betting standpoint, but from a fantasy standpoint, and especially comes to player props. So the player prop that I took first as this one was Josh Jacobs under 64 and a half rushing yards. That line has dropped quite a bit. Right now at DraftKings, it's at 61 and a half. So make sure to shop around for the best number. But to give some background here, Teams have just been stacking the box against Josh Jacobs all year. And as a result, he's been very inefficient. He's seeing a stacked front at the second highest percentage of any running back at all football. And he's seen the average, the highest average number of defenders in the box more than any other defender of all football. So as a result, he just has been very inefficient with his touches. He's averaging just three yards created per touch, which is 34th among running backs. And meanwhile, he's going into Lions rushing defense. That is one of the best in the NFL, seventh his success rate. And considering I'm on the Lions in this one, you're on the Lions. We both agree that game script won't be in his favor here. I think it's pretty, he falls under this total pretty easily. And I would even still take it the under at six and one and a half. It's not a bad one. I and mean, we all think Josh Jacobs is going to break out eventually, but maybe he won't. Maybe they're stacking the box because they don't trust any of the quarterbacks in that team to beat them. You ready for my crazy one? I'm throwing one out there. It's way out. Let's there. hear it. Let's hear it. I'll give one, one after you, but I want to hear yours first. I'm going to throw this one out here, and i got to give the credit to Daniel Dopp from ESPN Fantasy and Betting. I've worked with Daniel many, many times. You've seen him on the ESPN Fantasy shows. Uh, he threw this one out here, and I freaking love it. I absolutely love it. So I'm giving him total credit since it's his. Michael Mayer, tight end for the Raiders, to go over 20 and a half receiving yards, and here's why. The Lions, as good as they've been, are one of the worst teams in football at covering the tight end. You can go back and look, and even Kyle Pitts had a big game against them. You saw what Mark Andrews yeah. did last week against them lion tight ends against the lions are averaging 6.1 receptions and 62 and a half receiving yards a game uh third and fourth worst in football they're also giving up the fifth most yards after catch to tight ends because of the scheme they have out there so they're giving up a lot of receptions per game and receiving yards per game now we're not talking about darren waller here former Raiders no, no. tight end we're talking about michael mayer but if you look at the numbers Two targets, first four games, 13 targets over the last three games. So he's getting some attention from the various Raiders quarterbacks. He's getting a piece of the offense, especially with the double coverage out there on Devontae Adams. And he's facing a defense that doesn't stop the tight end. So a lot of times the betting, especially on some games like primetime Monday night or primetime Sunday night, you don't got to force a cider total. Just go for a player prop and isolate so, some some bad stuff, and, and the Lions, as good as they are, can't stop tight ends. So Michael Mayer, 20 and a half, that could be one reception. Could be two receptions. I'm not expecting this guy to go for seven for 140 and two touchdowns. The guy gets three for 22, you win. That's all you need. 
So Michael Mayer over 20 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I'll I'll be lying if I if I said that he was on my radar for this one. Not because he's an <laughs> under the radar player. I mean, he was considered maybe the best tight end prospect entering the draft. Obviously, he didn't go yeah. first on the tight ends, but he's not like a small name to say the least. But I do like that play. As you're talking about him, I was pulling up his uh, game logs for this year, and then you beat me to it. Talk about his targets in the first four weeks of the season compared to the last three weeks, and advantageous matchup against a defense that struggles against defending tight ends and. As we said with Josh Jacobs, how the game should be in your favor there because they should be falling, they should be behind early. That also works the opposite case for Michael Mayer. They're playing from behind, and they're, they're obviously going to zero in on Devontae Adams. Myers had a lot of success this year too, but he's starting to get more attention now. And Michael Mayer has been coming on the scene. I think that's a really good play. Now you mentioned it, and to make you feel like a sharp here with giving out that pick, there's juice on the over currently at DraftKings on the twenty and a half and minus one twenty. And it's at 21 and a half at FanDuel. So anytime you get a bet in before it starts to go up like that, it doesn't mean you're going to win it just yet, but it's a good nope. sign that you got a good number. Yeah, you got, got some value there. I like it. And hey, listen, it's not the greatest Monday night game in the world. I already played that. I'm probably going to add your Josh Jacobs under, play the lines and alt line it. If you can get it down to three, th- you know, three or four, and all of a sudden you have a same game parlay, add 50% to it. You got a good four and a half, five to one. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we go, I'm going to give out one more play for this one. The scene is pretty public. It seems pretty easy. But Amon Ross St. Brown, again, the end zone, if he plays, they have, they start, they have odds up in the moment at DraftKings. Minus 120 anytime touchdown, plus 500 be the first touchdown scorer. I usually like more of a long shot the first touchdown, so I'm skip it there. But here's why I like him to score a touchdown. One, they're playing at home, playing indoors. We all know his quarterback's a lot better in the situations playing indoors at home against bad defenses versus on the road at Baltimore against maybe the best defense in the NFL. Two, Amara St. Brown is seventh in red zone target share this season, and all three of his touchdowns have come at home. His red zone target share of 36.8% is more than double the next closest player on the Lions of pass catchers in San Laporta. And we know David Montgomery is going to be out this one for the Lions, and we all know he's after Christian McCaffrey. He might be the most dangerous red zone Touch weapon in the NFL or the biggest lock to score a touchdown on the running backs in the NFL. So without him, there's even more opportunity for Amon Ranga in the end zone. It's not the best odds. When I gave it out on uh in in, the, in our column, it was at plus it got to plus it was a bit, it was at one point at plus 105 at FanDuel. Those odds aren't up right now. DraftKings only one that has him up in the moment because of his questionable tag. I still like it even in minus 120. Hey, you never need to apologize for something that you think is easy when it comes to the betting world. If you're hitting 53%, you're making money. So never apologize for going easy. Today I had a touchdown parlay, a a three-legger that included Christian McCaffrey, who scores every single week, Raheem Mostert, who scores almost every single week, and Brees Hall, who had an absolutely great matchup against the Giants, even though he caught it running instead of a rushing touchdown, it was a receiving touchdown. Touchdowns are touchdowns, and hey, you get it however you can. Never apologize for what seems easy, and that also includes betting a wide receiver one against the Washington Commanders every <laughs> single week. I mean, we're at like seven consecutive 100-yard games. And it's crazy, so too, because I think he did play today. I did hear his name at one point in the broadcast, but the biggest culprit of that was because of Emmanuel Forbes who's been really bad as a rookie. And even with him being inactive for a couple games or at least – uh against the Falcons, that still wasn't a sweat to say the least. And one more thing, too. We talked about this in our, in our group chat and Slack and stuff like that. I'd rather go down 
taking a bet that seems too easy, like a boost or a player prop versus passing on it just because it seemed too easy and then it hits because I'd feel a lot worse up myself for that reason. Just just take the money. I mean, until AJ Brown was 89 and a half today, you're like, oh, wow, that's high. Yeah, 130 yards. He's at 125 plus yards in six straight games. Just take it. Take it, take it. What do you, he had 88 at halftime. So, like, he only needed two yards in the whole second half. So, if you got something, you like a trend. I played the Marlins team total under 100 consecutive times in the t- summer of 2020. I remember you telling me about that at the time. 100 consecutive times I took it. No need to apologize. You like something, you take it. That's funny. And I know we're talking about, we we're talking on the sides. So I was bringing this up on the podcast before we wrap. We're talking about the offensive part of the year race with, for a while, it's like a two-man race in Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey. A.J. Brown's entered the chat. There's still a lot of value on him. He's still only 12-1. to 1. And with how much he's dominating the target share and the Eagles are a really rough stretch coming up, they're going to be on primetime a lot. going to be on national TV. going to be in the spotlight. If you can use a play like this, I think there's good value in those odds. But at the same time, I don't see Tyreek Hill going away anytime soon. No, I mean, if Tyreek Hill hits 2,000 yards, he's winning the award. And I'm very, very happy yeah. to have an 11-1 to 1 ticket on him that I took in August. Uh, JJ not playing obviously helped Tyreek, but AJ Browns, he's definitely in the conversation. Christian McCaffrey, they all are, you know, they're not going to win MVP. So, you know, have at it for that. Yeah. And, um, I got AJ Brown ticket for all of the year. So we both are, uh, have little homer bets that are looking good. I got him last week. I actually used a free bet on it when he's at 22 to one. So let the best man win there. As long as Christian McCaffrey doesn't win, this podcast makes money, but let's wrap up the picks Monday night football. We're both on the Lions, minus seven and a half. You like the Raiders team total under. I'm pulling up those odds right now. Currently, that's at 18 and a half. Not a bad number. I'm on uh, Josh Jacobs under 64 and a half rushing yards. You're on Michael Mayer over 20 and a half receiving yards. Get that in once when you can before that goes up more. And I'm on Amon Ross St. Brown anytime touchdown. So that's a wrap for Monday Night Football. We'll be back. Thursday night football in a couple of days.